0: I've uh, taken a week off, and it's actually quite interesting to take a week off, because I've basically taken the month off writing as well. So the week we went back to Irvine, California, where my wife and I stayed for about six weeks before our daughters were born, and it was funny going back. It was funny going back with toddlers that are now walking, and one of them who's now climbing, and some interesting finger painting with diaper contents, and... It was just an interesting road trip that happened twice and there was a torrential downpour on the way back we were trying to deal with that as well. So, yeah, saturated for a period of time. Went to a place called Eddie's World, which is on the road from, I don't know, wherever, LA to Las Vegas. Very strange, very interesting. Had to buy cotton t-shirts, which thankfully they had at the back because I was absolutely saturated wet and had been for about... An hour and a half by that point, so it was a very interesting road trip. And I went and discovered the sushi was still absolute. Or the sashimi, should I say, was absolutely top notch. And the local game store that I went to Brookhurst—I mean, obviously, it's like an epicenter for games. Didn't have a lot of interesting stuff for me this trip, but that was kind of par for the course, basically. So, the Sea Line development officially dead, and there's a lot of stuff to be done with regards to London 1940. But I have been thinking because I do have a lot of primary sources that I picked up for Sea Line. In particular, this notion that the Luftwaffe were of a skill, I mean, the fighter pilots at least were of a skill that were greater than, you know, well, historically, if you watch YouTube channels, like the best ever fighter pilots in terms of downed planes and things like that. I had some interesting documentation about the training and how they even recruited the Luftwaffe from 16-year-olds and, you know, German everyday life. But the thing that left me actually really profoundly kind of emotionally burdened was the stuff associated with the Hitler Youth to the Waffen SS and that progress, which is written about in a pretty succinct pamphlet. Now, I'm someone who's historically has dealt with, you know, family members' records, death records in concentration camps and photos of them and this kind of stuff. I'm very well versed in the Nazi doctrine associated with the eradication of, you know, my four bears and the effect that that has had on a variety of folk and particularly the epigenetic effects and these kind of things. But... um this is like two lines in Wikipedia about the Hitler Youth to the Waffen SS. There are books that are written about it, but they're not written about it with any degree of analytical perspective. And none of them have a history of Cub Scouts and Baden-Powell and stuff like that. So I thought, well, this might be an interesting book still to be written because I have little bits and pieces, certainly through the Sea line writing. But the Sea the line writing is literally you write... I don't know, 35,000 words with a view you're just going to write another 25,000 words and then basically 80% of that writing becomes invalid. So that's what happened with the C-line writing. And the Hitler Youth thing is completely different again. But it's one of these things that I actually physically need space for it. Like I physically need space to scan the German documents and actually get translations probably initially digital translations, and then maybe even paying someone to do actual translations of the documentation, which is very <laughs> different than buying a scanner, even though it's a $500 scanner to get the translations of the documents. So that's my thinking currently. And the games and all the other stuff that I talk about, I think I might, well, I, if you go back to one of the more recent My Rules Are Better, you might hear my discussion associated with attempting a game as a player with. Uh, Barney Dicker Games Mastering and my feedback on that. And I'm still trying to decompress that. I'm still trying to decompress a lot of stuff, actually. I mean, it's one of these crazy things that you go away for a few days and you come back and you just, like, you feel it's a mess while you're away and you come back and you actually see it as a mess when you're back. And, of course, obviously the nature of my work has been in the news recently, which is never good, never positive. And, yeah, a lot of folks I worked with. Well, not a lot of folks, a number of really decent people that I worked with <laughs> in the news. So let's see what the next few months bring, let us hope. Let us hope for a, a future of a future podcast recordings and this thing, this man-child-boy-pig thing that kind of continues on through these particular podcast recordings. So that's my current thinking. I have a lot of stuff to do with regards to London nineteen forty. I think it's now completely a solo project, but I'm unfortunately, his stage in Bob Bottoms very good with this, but he doesn't appear to be working on this stuff currently. He's busy doing a bunch of other things, which I think are probably, for the stuff he's worked on, considerably more important. And it just means that I do a bit more and then go to a different area and do a bit more and then go to a different area. I have been able to simulate 10 million entities which is incredibly positive as a start. I mean, it's a very basic start. It's like initializing 10 million entities, but then actually have the processing power for it and it takes it back to really near real time. Like you're not even simulating a single simulation cycle in more than about 30 seconds, which is just what I would kind of assume with this kind of simulation. So it's very much a, you're learning basically about what this thing is going to look like and what it's going to feel like. And I just hope the graphics are going to at least cut a bit higher um, than they've cut so far. Although the existing Ordnance Survey maps are really going to be the graphics with an overlay of probably high-intensity neon graphics on <laughs> the top to make it very, very visually uh, viable. So, yeah, the aesthetic is very much defined by the Ordnance Survey maps and certainly cutting up London is proving incredibly interesting, like how you actually stick the maps back together once you've cut them up and making everything still be the same size. So there's a lot of there's a lot of programming work and a lot of really interesting thoughts involved in this thing as well, particularly maintaining aesthetics and a bunch of other stuff. So that is going to keep me busy for this foreseeable future just with coding, and I want to get the writing back too. So my view is that I have a a process which I'm doing with the room that I currently record in and work out of and have almost all my worldly goods connected to. And that is very much about refining what I have and getting rid of a good amount of stuff. Shout out to Connor Sites Bowen and a wide variety of other folks who mysteriously get parcels still. And I need to get back in contact with Connor about his new location because Connor moved recently. And I need to get where he moved to so I can send him more parcels. So, Connor, if you're listening to this podcast, you know what to do. It was an interesting time away. But yeah, I was really emotionally affected by the Hitler Youth to Waffen SS because these are bureaucrats writing about their own children being used as war porn meat grinder entities. Like that to me, I mean, clearly things were just very desperate, but that is just a picture of humanity, which is completely relate to stuff that they did to my, you know, family, the Jews in general, the gypsies, gay folk. Obviously, autistic folk. I mean, all that stuff is the other, right? Behavior towards the other is one thing and unquestionably disgusting and well-documented, and well-known. Putting your own children into this thing, and obviously I'm having my own children <laughs> currently working through that in parallel, that's a very different thing. And psychologically, it just, I really, it's difficult, but I feel I've gotten this stuff now. I have these documents, which I was able to procure and that whole thing, that whole World War Two, particularly the German stuff, is just becoming ridiculous. Like, I couldn't afford to do what I did before now. Let's just say that. And it's very much defined a line to this thing. Like, for example, just a bunch of stuff that I have, I'm like, really? I probably should sell it. <laughs> like, I don't want to carry it and I don't want, like, it's the right time to sell it and I just need to work out how to do that if I want to do that. Or my daughters and family members that follow are just going to have this stuff. Or maybe I'll just have a bonfire at some Stage and burn these documents and other things and just be done with it. And I don't know what will happen with my painting of the song. That will have to be a a different discussion at another time. But I'm certainly seeing what I have to do. It seems to be a lot more work as per usual and obviously podcast recordings are going to be some part of that. I really want to record music as well. I'm just... This whole period is just so nihilistically, I don't know, bizarre, really fundamentally upsetting, which is why I can put the Nazi writing about taking their Cub Scouts and turning them into paramilitary much better than perhaps I would have been. But it's just, it's like, I mean, even though Sea line is over, there's still a burden with regards to this written documentation, which I'm finding, and working through that in some real sense... I just have to do as catharsis and then when it's finished what do you do with these documents well there's still living people that have done these kind of translations of different stuff and many of them are Germans many of them are academics and many of them I probably will be contacting I have one fellow's book here I've got to give a solid read through to, and yeah, all this stuff is, is going on in parallel with a bunch of other stuff that I'm not going to be talking about in probably any recording I might eventually put it in a a long funk, but shout out to Andy and Catherine Dixon. If they're people that listen to this recording, Andy Dixon might, you never know. So yeah, all this is going on in parallel with the model rail radios being recorded in my daughter's nap time. So in the foreseeable future there will be more of these podcasts coming out at various times on various topics, and I don't want to necessarily make these things I mean certainly for a period of time My Rules of Better became a series of fractured promises. And I don't want these recordings to become like my rules But at the same time, Long Funk has had a somewhat tortured history. And if you want really tortured, go back and listen to Short Funk, because that's where that is at, too. So Tom Barberlay, still in Las Vegas, Nevada, with a shrinking, I'd like to say a shrinking room worth of stuff. But factually, yeah, I'm getting rid of some of the books, slowly but surely. Yeah, I'm getting rid of all these kind of bits and pieces, thanks to Connor, Sites Bowen and others, but... It needs to be a certain space before I actually get all the German stuff out and start going through it. And I, I wanted to have another desk in here, or I wanted I don't know command better with the desk that I have as it's currently glasses, letters, envelopes, mail, headphones, my wallet, just detritus to, to to stuff that is picked up and placed in this room somehow too. So if you're interested in getting a ConnoCite's Bone-like parcel, ideally if you're in the U.S., We won't even talk about international mail at this time. For other particular reasons, please get in contact. Tom Barbell in Las Vegas, Nevada, signing out.